Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. He's back. The one and only Mr. Brian Adams is back. And yes, folks, both Brian and I are traveling, but we wanted to come to you because, again, we think it is important to touch base each week and really talk about what is going on in the markets, but also what's going on in our business. Brian, I know you flew up to Detroit to do some pretty deep dives into your business, into relationships. I thought we should just paint a picture of, A, what you were planning for, what actually happened, what takeaways and all of that. But before we do that, Brian, how you doing, man? Man, I am doing great, Mike. It's been a, a very busy but productive week. Um, I've been operating on probably five, six hours of sleep and about 14, 15 hours of work, but that's what I'm here <laughs> for. I literally flew up here for this. So, right. um, but it's, the magic is still in the knee to knee, right? Yeah. You, you can't, I mean, Zooms are great, um, but when you can get knee to knee with your team and let them feel your presence, it's it's just remarkable what happens, right? And And how much more committed and invested that they are in your absence when they get to touch you in your presence. And so I just want to, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, you know, what's some of the secret sauce to remote investing? This is a part of it, right? Getting on the ground, getting with your team. Um, it's good to have that, that cadence and that frequency from afar. But, you know, I've taken my project manager out to dinner. I took our um, Section 8 provider out to dinner last night. Uh, I'm meeting with my property manager here shortly. I've met with several different contractors. Um, went to, you know, various properties. A lot of the viewers would be happy to hear this. I went to the first apartment building I bought two years ago. I saw it for the first time today. On the <laughs> right. That's so, pretty so wild. My, yes, it is wild. Right. And, um, but, but anyway, I could keep going, Mike, you tell yeah. me where you want to go next. Well, I think this is important kind of on several reasons, right? One, I, I, you know, I have come around both you, millennial Mike, you know, a couple of folks are on this channel have have brought me around to what I'll call out of area or out of state investing. But it's because you both believe in the need in the or you know, face to face or, or all of that. That is, that is always the thing because for, for so long, I've heard people go out of state because it was cheap. And that is the wrong reason. And then you go out of state and it's cheap and you never go there. Are you trying to lose money? I mean, really? Is that what we're trying to do here? So when I hear you, you know, somebody whose market was Detroit for mm -hmm. a long time, then you moved, you've kept that footprint and you still keep going back. You know, if it's once a year, once every six months, whatever it is, that makes me feel good because if you're going to do out of state investing, you have to plan for those expenses. Flights aren't free. Hotels aren't free. Dinners aren't free. Um, but if you're going to go there, just work that into your model. That's I'm just happy to hear that. For sure. For sure. It is a line item. No doubt about it. It's a business expense, but it's requisite. Like if you really want to win, you have to understand that people do things for one reason and one reason only because they feel like it. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's the only reason why people do things. And so 
it's, it's your responsibility as the as the owner, as the leader to make them feel like it. Right. And, and part of doing that um, is is by by taking them out and investing your time and, and maybe even a couple bucks, you know, like a two hour dinner goes a long way. You know, yeah. I our Section 8 provider out last night. And um, we went to dinner and then we had cigars after and we had a phenomenal time. And then here's the other thing. If you hire good people, you actually enjoy the time you spend. Yeah. Right? They'll it, it actually be friends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's another part of it is investing in the right people so that when that time does come to spend time with them, whether it be Christmas events or whatever your thing is, like it's not such a gripe that you really enjoy spending the time that you do. And I promise you, you make those deposits, you can keep making withdrawals for months to come thereafter. Yeah. There's a couple more things that I think are important here. Cause again, I, I, I only came to realize this as I helped educate folks, right? I invest in a market that's two and a half hours away. You can get lots of places in two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. um, and so I see a lot of similarities, right? I tried backyard investing. It doesn't work for me because I, I, the place I live is just too expensive. There's no cash flow, but you know, there's, there's these one-on-one -on -one relationships that you build, like going out to dinner and cigars and all of that. But one of the real magic that I saw happen again, almost by accident is when I hosted events of all my team, all my resources, whether it's contractors, property managers, lawyers, you know, all agents, bankers in one room, right? I, I took them out to Bruce Chris one time, a, a very expensive steakhouse for like a thank you for the year, right? Sure. And it was fun. It was great. But I was hearing conversations with people that probably, you know, they were in the same market, but they don't, they don't, they don't network. If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be in the room together. And we were actually able to build more business that way because wow. you were just connecting stories like, Oh, and over here and, and all of that. So again, I think one of the things that people should do is, you know, you're the, I don't know, anchor or magnet or whatever the right analogy is, but get everybody together. Sometimes I think you'll see some, uh, some, uh, you know, just some goodness happen that way. What do you think? I, I like that idea, Mike. You know, I, I normally, I guess I've been a little more silo oriented in that approach to where I'll take around Christmas, especially I'll take like the contracting crew and the project manager out. Right. And then I'll take, but I, I never thought of of mixing everybody together, CPA, attorney, you know, yeah, just all of everybody that. in the mix. That's that's actually a great idea. Yeah, it's really, it's really like I remember the CPA, uh, the accountant. Actually, I was a bookkeeper. Let's be clear. It was a it was a bookkeeper for my account and a lawyer getting together and talking. They would have no reason to talk. Mm -hmm. But then they were talking about it and they were talking about some expenses. And it was it was fun watching, you know, two resources that I pay get together and and you know find ways to help me. It was, it was sure. pretty cool. So, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then again, as we go into a changing market, I, I, I tell everybody to share your buy box, but also share your team, make sure your team knows each other, make introductions. Again, if you're out of area, even if it's in an email, right. One of the things you might want to do, like, cause again, if you're just starting, I would probably do a monthly summary, maybe quarterly, probably quarterly. I would do a quarterly review and copy everybody in your world. Right. I, you know, just if you want to blind copy everybody, so be it. But I want everybody to know one message, right? Don't be that person that, you know, plays the game of telephone. Oh, I heard this. And then I heard this. Get everybody together. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And it aligns everyone with the vision. 
right? That's mm. essentially what you're doing when you galvanize in that way. Yeah, and you'll just never know I, the, the, the interaction after that. Because again, when you set the clear vision, everybody knows their world, the silo, I guess I'll use your word. Mm-hmm. But when you can start to break the silos and, 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 you know, it goes from white and black to gray, you know, worst case, nothing happens. Best case, you get some positive leverage. For sure. For sure. I like it. And, and to that point, right, the the property management company that I use, they recently hired a guy who um, he's owned his own construction company for the last 12 years, and they hired him to kind of come on and run the maintenance arm. And so mm-hmm. that, that was an important Oh yeah. I wanted to touch. Right. And so he and I um, met at a four unit that I bought almost a year ago. There was a tenant in there when we bought it, took him, took us nine months to get him out. Finally, we got him out. And so I wanted to go inside, see the unit and use it as an opportunity to walk the property with this contractor Mm -hmm. to understand how does he see things when he's walking the property. Right. It's so important. And one thing that he said during that, that, um, that walkthrough was, I look for things that I can salvage. And I just yeah. stopped and shook his hand. I said, you my kind of guy. Yeah, right? exactly. You my kind of guy. Because and that's so important, right? And oh, so, yeah. you know, he he sent me a text late last night and he was so grateful that I took the time to even meet with him. And he didn't understand that that meeting probably meant more to me than it even did for him. Because oh, for sure. you know, in my absence, when things arise, who's going in there and how are they looking at things where they're going in there? Yeah, because he could have been one of those guys. It's like, oh, I just rip and replace. Everything goes in new. For sure. It's a capital expense. You'll be good for eight years. Well, for sure. For sure. Uh, you know, thanks for spending my money, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really do think it's a, an important thing. So I'd love to hear what your plan is, but then let's also make some recommendations to folks just starting. How often do you do these? Is this once every six months, once a quarter, once a year? How often do you go back to Detroit? to really make it purposeful and meet with people? So I I would say this year has been probably once every 60, 70 days. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. Now in in fairness, you know, I I do these five day challenges. So the first five months I was shooting them from in studio in Michigan. So I kind of had a multifaceted reason for being here. Okay. But at the very same time, it's funny because I would be here for five, six days and not see any of my real estate. <laughs> I would literally be up here focused on the challenge and wouldn't see right. any of my real estate. So based on the last time that I saw the team, it was about 60, 70 days ago. So and and I think that that's a pretty healthy um, cadence for me. Right. But but okay. when I'm here, I got so much that I can do. So it makes sense. I think you could probably put, I think once a quarter is super healthy. I think once yeah. a quarter is super healthy. Yeah, that's kind of where I went. Uh, maybe if you're in the beginning and starting and that's cost prohibitive, you certainly got to do it once every six months. Um, you certainly got to do it once you get that first offer accepted. Again, to me, real estate investing is about doing everything you can to make sure that first deal's a winner. Mm-hmm. Because too many people frankly, don't do the work, take shortcuts, gamble. And then the first one doesn't work out and they never come back. So a lot of things that I do, buy box, build confidence, you know, all of those things. I think you have to over rotate to try to make the first one a winner. Because once you get that little hit of, you know, endorphin or positive cash flow or whatever that is for you, it is so easy to take a bad day because, you know, shit will break, tenants will not pay, 
but you got to, you got to make that first one. So I would think in the beginning, certainly in a new market, a new state where you don't know anybody, you got to, you got to, you got to go there, right? Do something. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, Initially. So, so I'll say this initially, everyone should get on the ground within the first 30 days of acquisition and meet everybody in person, like meet everybody in person. And then from there, you can kind of delineate the frequency thereafter. But when you when you first purchase a property, I think it's I think it's critical to get on the ground. Now, some may say, well, what about going beforehand? I'm I'm one that believes the time is better invested once there's a live deal in play. Right. I think you do as much due diligence as possible. We talk about the framework inside of our program and, and do as much of that due diligence up front before you make the purchase. But after you make the purchase, it's real for everybody. Prior to that, it's just a dog and pony show and you're going to get what you're going to get. But once it's a real deal and, and checks are being cut, it's a great time to get on the ground and meet with everybody and, and set the tone even further. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, we're going to talk about section eight in the second video. So we'll hold off on that concept, but, uh, you know, again, I think out-of-state investing can work. I, I think, I think too many people focus on the numbers, not mm -hmm. the people. For sure. Even, real estate investing, even in your backyard, it's a people business, but man, if you're going to go out of area or out of state, it's such a people business. People don't understand that. I don't think. For sure. For sure. I mean, because I can tell you right now. <clears throat> of every conversation that I've had since I've been here, a spreadsheet couldn't have told me any of it. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm just being honest. Like I, I could have looked at as many spreadsheets and it, it just, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have lended the, the, the value that, that I got from being here at knee to knee and having these conversations. Yeah. Folks, uh, Brian, if somebody wanted to see what you're doing on your five day challenge or follow you on YouTube or Instagram, where are we sending people today? Yeah, go to Brian Adamson Real Estate on YouTube. Um, we post daily, right? So lots of content. You can find me at Brian Adamson Official on Instagram. And then if you ever want to come to one of our challenges, which we've had a couple one uh, one rental at a time people. So shout out to the one rental at a time community. Um, uh, uh, iFlipChallenge.com. Go to iFlipChallenge. Very cool, man. Thanks again, Brian. Yes, sir. Thank you.